Hello everyone and welcome back to the Real and Raw podcast. I hope you are all doing well. If you're new here, hi, hello, welcome. Uh, firstly, start by introducing myself. I'm sure you've gathered that my name is Helen Dabshire by now and however you found this podcast, I'm really, really happy to have you here. This podcast is a place that you can come and listen to topics that maybe you don't hear within your friendship circle, within your families, uh, maybe you're on a self-development journey, but you kind of not know where to, st- you don't know where to start, you're not sure, and um, maybe you haven't got the resources yet, you know, it feels really overwhelming, you can come here, I give you that kind of sister, older sister, younger sister, whatever vibe, auntie vibe, I don't know, I don't know how old you are, um, or maybe just that kind of person hopefully that you you know you check in with every week and listen to this episode and you gain a new perspective or it's maybe maybe you didn't even you know have that mother figure I guess maybe who was talking about these topics because you know older generations maybe didn't talk about the things that I talk about on this podcast so whatever it is whatever you need to get whatever you feel maybe is lacking in your life I hope that I can provide that for you by giving you these stories I always give context Uh, I always so when you so you won't just know when you're listening to something it's coming from a place of experience or it's come through you know decades of coaching thousands of women so so just know when I say something I've been there or I've experienced it or I've coached women through it. So, you know, you can have that trust, open faith. Right. So this episode is going to be about journaling. And I have this kind of like, uh, what's the, what's the term? Um, like a slogan, I guess, for real and raw called bridging the gap. And I came up with that term about, I don't know, two months ago. And I was really kind of defining, I'm going through a rebrand with Real and Raw, um, which you won't see until maybe around September. So everything's being rebranded because two years ago when I launched this, I was already coaching people at the beginning of 2020. And then when obviously we went into lockdown, I was like, do you know what? Let me get, you know, I've got this time now. Let me get everything, you know, that I want to do into one place on a website and create this blog and this podcast. I'd actually started the podcast before then, but I just needed a place to kind of consolidate it all. And the style back then, sounds like ages ago, back then, <laughs> whilst we was in unprecedented times, um, was very, lots of sunsets and very light and, you know, which is nice. Um, but I kind of, you know, the, the branding was done in that way. I didn't have, you know, a branding team on board like I do now, because um, obviously it was the start of the business. So I'm just rebranding so that it's it resonates with me more. It resonates with the brand, the ethos, uh, where I see the business in years and years time. So you'll you'll see that coming through. Um, but whilst I was going through this rebranding process, I wanted to kind of, you know, bring everything down into there's so many parts of self-development so I wanted to really bring it in and go you know what is the goal here what are we trying to do and what we want to do and what I want to do at Real and Raw is help you to bridge the gap so that is the slogan bridging the gap so bridging the gap from where you are now to where you want to be because the thing is you know you you have all these goals or you you know you want to achieve something you want to be in a different place in however long you know six months time five years whatever it is but that feels quite overwhelming. It's like saying you want to climb Mount Everest. Looking up at the top is pretty overwhelming. But if I or somebody helps you to bridge the gap to get to that first summit, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot easier for you to get there. So helping you to bridge the gap in a way that feels, you know, 
uh, digestible f- uh, for you, you know, sustainable, realistic, because what I don't want to be is one of these people or, you know, these, um, these, you know, voices or these influencers, or, well, I'm not an influencer, but person of influence, you, know, you get what I'm saying, coach, whatever it is, that just says, just think more positively or just try this because it's not that. And I think when I came up with that term bridging the gap, what it actually came from a problem that I thought I was facing online. And I started to feel that maybe people see me the way that I am, the life I live or the mindset I have or whatever it may be, the relationship I have and assume that maybe it's always been that way. And that couldn't be further from the truth. So I wanted to create something that not only helps you to understand that process, but to also let you know, like I've been through these things and this is the steps that I took to get there, hence bridging the gap. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a bit of a mini series um, on a lot of very, you know, these these topics are not groundbreaking. We know we're going to be talking about journaling. We're going to be talking about uh, meditation. We're going to be talking about healing because those terms on their own, all those things, those rituals, maybe feel overwhelming to you. So maybe you've landed on this podcast because you're wanting to start journaling because you think you should because you hear it everywhere, but you're actually not sure where to start. And, you know, here I come, insert me. Um, So what I'm going to do through this uh, episode is I'm going to take you through journaling, what it means, how to do it. uh, And I'm actually going to take you through parts of my journal. So you can you can see then and relate to how I started versus, you know, where I'm at now. This is a journal practice that I have adopted for the last 18 months. I've been on a self-development journey for, I think it's coming up to four years. Um, and for those who, like I said, are, are new here and haven't listened to my other episodes, I have an episode that covers a lot about my self-development journey on my three defining moments. I believe it was defining moment two or three. Um, where I talk to you about how my self-development journey started. So just to kind of recap on that, I do encourage that you go back and listen to that episode because there's so many takeaways that you'll you know, be able to, to get from that and you'll be able to apply to your own life. And my self-development journey was born out of a, a really dark place. Now, I think a lot of us think that self-development is born out of this motivated place. And, you know, we go, right, okay, that's it. I'm going to change my life around. It can be also but it's not always. And for me, it wasn't at all. So mine started, I was in a really, really dark place. Uh, I was really going through a life transition. I felt like I was losing my identity. Um, I had a, you know, for those again, who are not familiar with me, I had a fitness business for, I think up to about eight years by that point. And I'd started a new business that was completely different industry. It was in the like kind of hospitality industry, marketing industry. And it was, my life then was very, very opposite. You know, I was kind of fitness one day, very bodybuilder um, because I competed, very bodybuilder lifestyle. And then it was, you know, going to client events, dinners, you know, uh, socializing, uh, alcohol, eating more. And that just felt so, it kind of felt, felt wrong. Um, so I was going through all these very conflicting parts of my life. At the time, I was not happy within my relationship because I wasn't happy within myself. Trauma was resurfacing from a prior relationship. So there was there was a whole lot going on. And I found myself in a real deep depression. And I just said one, one day that I was stood at the bottom of my stairs. I had, and this is a thing as well. At that time on paper, I had everything, everything that I wanted. I had the four bedroom detached house. I had my dream car, my Range Rover Sport that I owned outright on the drive. Um, I had two dogs, two cute Pomeranians. I had a partner that was a nice person, um, stable. 
and I was so unhappy. So that has taught me so much about societal pressures. Um, you know, what you think is going to make you happy doesn't always. And that's where I kind of was. And I just thought to myself, this isn't the way your story's supposed to go. This is not how it's supposed to go. You do not want to be here. You really do not. And it was really dark. And like I said, I talk about that in another episode. So I don't want to take up too much of your time going through something that I've already you know put on my other podcast. But I just want to kind of give you a little bit of context about how it started, my self-development journey almost four years ago. Um, so you can hopefully relate. Maybe you're you're experiencing something similar. Maybe you're in a really dark time and maybe you've just stumbled up upon this uh, episode and, you know, maybe it's going to help you shift your perspective a tiny bit. That's all I can ask for. So with that being said, we're going to get into this episode. So I'm going to start by talking about what is journaling? You know, we hear about journaling. What does it mean? What does it even look like? You know, so it can be anything. Journaling is basically just the practice of writing things down. Essentially, what you write down is entirely up to you. But from a self-development perspective, and personally, my favorite is to write down our thoughts So there's loads of different ways that you can do this. You can also be writing about what you're grateful for. You can have a positivity journal. God, you can even have a travel journal. You can have any kind of journal you want, right? But from, like I said, self-development perspective, you can have whatever it is you want. You can have a gold journal. But like I said, I find the best ritual that I've found and the best practice is to write down my thoughts and to figure out kind of who I am on a deeper level through that that art of writing so you know you can get a journal and I I actually encourage you I've got a couple on my desk here that are kind of pre-written journals that I had in a in a cupboard and the prompts in them are just so overwhelming and I used to try and write in these all the time in the past pre uh, you know the 18 months before and I would get so overwhelmed I'd forget to look at them again because the questions you know really took a long time for me to answer and I was like I can't really make this a daily ritual. So I just kind of walked away from it. So actually, I would encourage that you don't buy these ones that are filled with these prompts about, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? It's like, hang on, I'm just pissed off about my day. Let me write about that. Um, You know, so I don't want you to feel overwhelmed when you pick these up. So I would encourage that you don't buy those. I the journal that I've used for the past 18 months is this leather one for us you know it's really inexpensive like below 10 pounds this leather journal and it's a page per day and I got it on Amazon so if you type in leather journal page per day it has in gold writing on the top right it says 2021 2022 obviously the year uh, day a page underneath in kind of like a gold writing um and it's, it's great. I love it. It gives you, obviously, a full page for each day. And that's enough space for me to to write. And then I also do have like a, a just a lined paper one if I'm really trying to work through something. But that's just, you know, it's not really like a daily thing that I need extra space to write what I'm writing. So hopefully that that alleviates a little bit of the kind of overwhelming thought for you about what journaling really is. You know, it's basically putting pen to paper. And I don't want you to feel like you have to commit to writing like these pages and pages about yourself on a daily basis. If you can commit to writing one line of writing per day, and it doesn't even have to make sense, nobody else is going to read it. And I encourage that you do not let anybody else to read it because what happens then is you write obviously with in mind thinking, oh, somebody might read this. So you need to write it. You don't kind of justify things to yourself. Just write as they come out. 
you might just write some words that are in your mind because maybe you don't know how to articulate yet, you know, exactly how you're feeling in a, in a kind of a full like sentence or descriptive way. You may just write pissed off or frustrated or confused and that's enough. And then what you're going to do then each time you kind of go to that and build that habit and, you know, um, make that a part of your your day. Uh, I like to do it in the morning. Obviously, if you don't have time, maybe, you know, your kids wake up really, really early and you don't have time in the morning. I would definitely encourage them that you do it before bed. I feel anytime, like obviously you can do it in the middle of the day. I'm not telling you when you can do it, but I feel at the start and the end of the day, because what can happen is you can either start your day with it. So, you know, you're, you're bringing that attention into, you know, your awareness into yourself and you're putting your thoughts onto paper. You can maybe even journal about how the day is going to go. Or at the end of the day, you can kind of summarize your day. Maybe something happened in that day. Um, find a time that works for you. If, pe- if you see people online do it in the morning, but it doesn't work for you in the morning, then don't do it in the morning. Do it in the evening. Why I find definitely doesn't work for me personally is to do it in bed. The moment I open my eyes, I used to do that. I used to put my journal at the side of the bed with a pen and then I'd bring it into, and I always drink like 500 mils of water whilst I'm in bed. And that's all on my wellness ritual podcast episode as well. But whilst I was drinking my water, but I was so tired, you know, when you just first wake up, you're like, hang on, now I need to think about what I'm going to do. So I don't do that anymore. So what I do is I drink my water and I go downstairs, I make my coffee and journaling is the first thing I do with that coffee. And I really love to actually kind of like I time it, which I didn't realize I did kind of maybe until now I've just said it out loud. So I have my coffee and I get it to a temperature that I can drink straight away pretty much. And it's still, you know, still nice and warm. And what I do is I am drinking it as I'm journaling. And obviously if I wrote in my journal really, really quickly, well, I'd have loads of my coffee left over. And then I go into my meditation. So what I don't want to do is then only like rush my journaling and then go into my meditation. Then my coffee goes cold and then I come out of my meditation and, you know, the coffee's there and I don't want to drink it anymore. So actually by kind of timing it with my coffee allows me to just be a bit more present with the journaling. And if I have written things down quite quickly, then I just sit and I read through them and I assess them and I review them. Um, so that could work for you as well, that kind of timed approach if, you know, you've established that habit. If not, if you're really rushing and you just want to start bringing it into your day, by all means, just write down what you're feeling, your thoughts, maybe just a few words, whatever it is. But if you do have that time and you do feel like maybe you are someone who kind of rushes over things and you're like, oh, okay, that's how I'm feeling. And then you ignore it. Maybe, you know, part of the journaling, sometimes, you know, you could spend 20 minutes journaling and actually all you wrote was a couple of things, but you spent that time looking at it and reflecting. And that's the key, the reflection process. So don't rush it, whether you time it with your coffee like I do or not, just bring an awareness to, to how you're feeling. And, you know, you can write, I'm going to take you, like I said, through my journal. So you'll be able to maybe get a little bit more context about how I started at the beginning. And what I want you to do is just maybe you just sit there and you just think, you know, you can have some journal prompts, which I'm going to support this podcast with a blog as well. It has a few journal prompts for you to, to, to use. And I know I said earlier, I don't like those journals that have fixed prompts, but these are separate prompts. These are kind of more of a, how am I feeling kind of prompts? Whereas those are really kind of forward thinking these big prompts. And that's what I don't want you to get overwhelmed by. So some of the prompts are, you know, are, are great is, you know, how am I feeling? And you may just go, um, I'm fine. And if you find yourself writing fine, you're just probably not bringing awareness to it fully. 
what does fine mean to you? You know, are you fine or oh, actually, and then you may think, oh, actually, I'm a little bit, oh, yeah, I'm a bit stressed, actually. Oh, yeah, that happened yesterday. And, oh, da, 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 and then you'll start to, and then just write it down. So there may be a situation where you're like, I'm stressed. And then you can go, okay, what are you stressed about? Then you might write down, you know, I'm stressed that I need to do X. Okay, well, you know, what is X? What can you do right now to to help X? Or what can you do later that is going to, re- you know, alleviate that stress? Or maybe you're feeling sad and you go, why am I feeling sad? And keep asking you, the key is why? Why, why, why? Just, you know, how kids do when you say something and they go, but why? But why? It's because they're curious. So you need to get curious with yourself about how you're feeling. So maybe you're feeling sad, anxious, overwhelmed. Maybe you're feeling happy, excited, elated, whatever it is. Why? Because that can work as well. You know, obviously, when we're trying to find out more about ourselves, when we feel happy and elated, to find out why actually moves us in closer alignment to doing more of that. So if you're feeling happy and excited, you can write why, you know, I don't know, you just got a job promotion or you just saw your friend or your child crawled for the first time, whatever it may be. Or, you know, the sun is shining, the breeze is nice, like whatever it may be, honestly. You can get super granular with um, like happiness and gratitude, but whatever it is, because then when it's the happiness things, you can go, wow, those things make me happy. Can I do more of that? Or can I invite more of that into my life? Obviously, you know, your child crawling for the first time, you can't necessarily invite more of that, but you get where I'm going. You know, there may be things that you write down, yeah, I had a really great day yesterday because I saw this friend and I did this and you know, then you start to have more, you know, positivity about your life and more gratitude towards your life. So it can work both ways. And then if you're feeling sad, upset, frustrated, angry, you know, hurt, whatever it is, you can figure that out on a deeper level. Because right now, without journaling, you're just in your own head going, I'm pissed off, I'm annoyed, or maybe you're just feeling, you know, maybe on a real, on your subconscious is is feeling it, but you need to connect the conscious to the subconscious, whereas right now you don't have that maybe full awareness over your subconscious. So that's what journaling allows you to do. It allows you to really dip into that self, uh, that, sorry, that subconscious mind that you have that's holding all of these why answer, these why questions, you know, it's answering those why questions. So, like I said, you know, just spend some time there asking yourself why, get curious, figure it out, you know, how am I feeling, why do I feel like that, you know, maybe somebody is influencing you, who is influencing me, why is that, is that a good influence, is that a bad influence, do I want to keep feeling that emotion, what is something I did la- well last week, what is something I didn't do so well last week, there's so many prompts that, like I said, will be supported on the uh, the blog. So the key to doing it, hopefully I've given you a lot of tips, it's just that reflection process and you're going to get better at it. So it is a practice. So like anything, whether you was practicing to play an instrument or, or anything, dance practice, horse riding practice, whatever it may be, you have to keep at it. And that's the same thing with journaling. So maybe you've tried journaling in the past and you're like, mm, it didn't really work for me, but it's because you didn't stick with it. And it, like I said, it can feel overwhelming. It can feel, oh, I don't really know what to write. I think that's the biggest thing for people. They don't know what to write. But that's not the um, the point, you know. The point is figuring out yourself more, spending time stopping, reflecting, so that then you can put those words from, you know, those feelings, those thoughts from your mind into words on paper. And you can look at them and you can be a bit more analytical about them. Or you can just put them in front of you and go, wow, I didn't realize I was feeling like that. And just look at it because otherwise we're just in our own mind. And God, you know, if you if you think about it right now, that voice in your head, it's like there's like two of you in there. Maybe even 
you know, there's yourself and then there's these two voices and, you know, you have these voices that kind of like um, go back and forth, you know, analyzing situations. So you may be thinking right now whilst you're listening to this, okay, I need to journal or buy trigenin and, and this didn't really work and, and you go back and forth like a game of ping pong or tennis where you're kind of, you know, oh, I need to go to, oh, I need to ring my friend. Oh, I should have rang them this time. Oh, I'm not going to ring them now because I'll ring them later. And, and that back and forth is so busy and time consuming takes up so much capacity so if you just have the how am i feeling and then that secondary kind of person that you're ping-ponging against is the is the piece of paper is the pen so there's the one voice and then it comes out through to paper can you imagine how much less noise that creates in your mind because then you're able to just view it on a piece of paper hold out in front of you and you're going to be able to do so many things as a result of that you're going to be able to start understanding your emotions on a much quicker um in a much quicker way. So you may start to, I don't know, you're feeling a certain way. This is, you know, maybe where you're at now, but that's it. You just feel, you just are, maybe you're a bit snappy. Maybe you're a bit stressed out. Maybe you're a bit frustrated. Maybe you're a bit, whatever it is. You don't really know why. And then the next step is going, I'm really actually annoyed, pissed off, whatever, whatever emotion it is because of X. Hmm. Okay. And then the next step is, okay, I'm pissed off, let's say pissed off, upset, whatever, because of X. And this is how it's making me feel. And this is how I'm thinking about how it's making me feel. Then the next step is maybe, you know, it can be, it can be two sides. It can be, okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is how it's making me act. This is how I'm thinking about it. And this is what I want to do with that. Or it doesn't have to, it doesn't even have to be a doing thing. It can be, I'm going to honor this emotion. I'm going to honor this experience because what I don't want you to think, you know, journaling for me is very much like I love to kind of like problem solve and look at things, but I also don't invalidate myself and try and solve every emotion that I have. You know, sometimes situations come up and I put them on paper and then the next day I read them or the next week I read them and go, huh, that makes sense because right then I was just feeling and I didn't know, couldn't process it, or I wasn't really sure what to think, I wasn't sure what to do, but I didn't need to do anything, I just needed to write it down, express it. You know, it's like when we express something verbally, you know, we may have everything bottled up inside, maybe about your partner, a friend, a parent, at work. When you bottle it inside, you get so frustrated, so angry, so annoyed, so whatever it is. But then when you say it to someone, how much better do you feel? You're like, oh, got that off my chest. It's the same thing, if not better, when we put it into words on a piece of paper because we've got it out. We've put it down onto paper. It's the same as when you write a to-do list. You know when you're overwhelmed, you're really overwhelmed, and then you just pick up a pen and a paper and go, I'm going to write a to-do list. You feel 10 times better. It's the same thing, if not better, because I think maybe you have these you know, perceptions that journaling is... I don't know, maybe not as beneficial as it actually truly is. So if we you know, try and shift your perspective on it and think you know, make it really relatable. Yeah, I do that actually with to-do lists. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that, that does help when I do that. So maybe journaling will help or maybe you relate to the, the comment I made about, uh, you know, when you feel resentful or whatever it is and you, you express yourself and you say something to somebody and you always feel better. You go, yeah, yeah, actually that is relatable. So yeah, journaling will work for me. So I hope those examples have made you kind of think about journaling a little bit differently. So what I'm going to do next in this final part of this podcast episode to take you through my 2021 journal. So this is when I first started. So if you've not already listened to my wellness rituals episode, I go in depth about how I started, you know, a lot of my current self-development practices, you know, like my journaling, like my meditation, etc. And 
where they were, like kind of where it originated from, why I started it. So just to recap on that. So journaling for me and a lot of my other self-development practices were born out of a time when my daughter was three and a half stroke, four months old. It was just after Christmas and she was going through something called sleep regression, which is long story short, when uh, babies go from just kind of sleeping to then moving into how, you know, the sleep cycles. So as adults, we have sleep cycles, you know, babies obviously start to then move into that um, way of sleeping. So they go, you know, through through rapid eye movement, um, sleep, so REM sleep, you know, light sleep, deep sleep, whatever it is. Um, and when they go through that light sleep, as adults, we probably don't wake up mostly because our bodies know how to kind of, you know, go into a, that, you know, lighter mode of sleep whereas babies are then more a little bit more alert they may hear a noise they may smell mum and dad whatever so they then come out of their sleep but they don't know how to self-soothe themselves whereas adults we just know and have trust that we close our eyes and we'll probably fall back asleep so they wake up a lot a lot oh my god a lot and bell on christmas eve or christmas day night woke up 30 times in like six hours so yeah it was brutal and you know here is a sleep sleep regression and it's supposed to only last like six weeks for us. It lasted four months and it was, it was brutal. So before that I was, you know, fully into my self-development anyway. Um, but obviously I didn't have a child then, so I could read when I wanted. I could, you know, do all these different things. I wasn't journaling then. And I read a book that changed my life, honestly. And it was such an amazing book and I recommend it to everyone. And it's called The Miracle Morning. And I think it's by Hal... Elrod, I think that's how you pronounce it. Oh, I, I can't remember. Hal Elrod, I think it is. You'll find it. Um, there's only one miracle morning. And the way it taught me to structure my mornings and to pay to myself this time and energy first was completely transformative. So what I did, there's obviously a lot of suggestions and I really played around with it first. So, you know, I tried to do a bit of journaling. I tried to do some reading. I tried to do some movement. Um, and then I just figured it out because I couldn't obviously fit all of those things in. So it was really hard because, you know, we'd have those bad nights with Belle, but Chris and I had started to kind of have a system in place where, you know, I would go to bed at nine and then he'd be on duty till three. So I would get six consecutive hours and then he would sleep, you know, three until like eight or nine o'clock if he was working from home, which we all were back then. So I was able to get some consecutive sleep and sometimes Belle wouldn't wake up at three, it'd be more like four. So it'd be, it would be good, you know, I'd started to get a little bit more sleep. Um, not every night was like that because on the days he'd go in the office, we couldn't do that. So um, she would generally wake up about five for a bottle and I just decided, well, do you know what? I've had like six consecutive hours, some were broken, but if I've had six, even if they're not consecutive... I can try and force myself to get up at five o'clock when I make that milk and choose not to go back to bed because what was happening is I was going back to bed, waking up at then 7am with her, um, you know, she would wake me up, she would be my alarm clock and I would feel depended on completely because she would then be alert for the day um, and I would go straight into mum mode of, you know, feeding again or, you know, playing or whatever it was. Um, we didn't have childcare then um, because she was still so young. My mum would come like for one or two days a week. Um, but obviously between then, um, you know, it, it was it was just me. So it was a lot. And um, during that time, I just thought, you know what, I need to give myself some time. I and it was obviously I was quite motivated as well going into the new year. So I was like, I need time for me. Okay, what am I gonna do? So I read this book between I signed out of all social media for two weeks and I read this Miracle Morning book and 
oh my god it was transformative so I encourage that you listen to that and like I said if you are a new mum I wouldn't recommend maybe doing this like when your baby is younger than three months because they're not really in a routine um Belle was and wasn't her sleep was bad but through the day she was kind of in a routine so it felt you know manageable um like she would go back to she would wake up at seven but she'd fall back asleep by like around eight so it just felt it felt manageable for me to to have like two hours to myself or an hour and a half but I would still as well you know be trying to meditate sometimes and I would be back and forth in and out of her room so it wasn't perfect but I just started to notice wow even if I get half an hour to myself from five till half five I feel so much better and I felt so I had so much more energy for the day because I knew I'd given something to myself and felt excited felt productive felt motivated and just had had that time of stillness as well that moment of stillness so I really encourage it um but don't feel bad you know if that's maybe not realistic for you um I don't want you to think you have to get up at 5am to be successful in a morning routine at all uh you may need to amend the time you go to bed for me I was going to bed at nine and I've not stopped going to bed at nine since then um before I used to go at like 10 11 o'clock at night and then no wonder I'd be so tired at seven eight because you know the, I wasn't really getting enough sleep and it was just a bit too late for me well it wasn't really 10 o'clock I was probably going to bed more like 11 12 trying to get up at like you know I'd be waking up woken up by bell at five so it was just not great not great so find out what works for you maybe that's before bed maybe it's in the morning whatever so what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish this um episode by kind of walking you through a couple of pages in my journal now I've not selected which one so you'll hear that I am opening this journal now um like I said I've not I've not planned so let's go to the first page right so the first page I wrote was on January 1st and I think I maybe had been started doing it before then um maybe I just did it on a place piece of plain paper so I wrote in the center future self and then I wrote loads of lines around it and what I wanted to achieve, right? So I'll list a few. So I said Pilates and yoga at home, wellness retreats, um, positive, aware, spiritual, uh, drinking juices, tennis, travels regularly, dresses stylish, uh, learns piano, eats salads, uh, meditates daily, has three businesses, I do, um, jogs, uh, walks daily, podcasts, strong relationships, um, and there's loads of other things, eats organic, loads of other things. So what I did there was a bit of a brain dump about who I wanted to become, who was my future self. Um, so I found that a really good place to start. And it's really nice to actually look back on a lot of these and say, I'm actually doing a lot of these, like reads one hour a day, I do more than that. So that's really nice, actually, I'm glad I just did that. Um, so you could start with that. Or the next page, you know, I wrote, this is all I wrote, today will be great. Be intentional always. And that was kind of maybe convincing myself, this is going to be great. Today is going to be great. Because what I was finding is if I had a bad night with Belle, or if Chris had a bad night with Belle, and then we would discuss it the next morning, I would be like, oh my God, it's going to be another bad day. Oh my God. And I would catastrophize. Oh my God, this is what we've got to look forward to tonight. Oh my God. So if I, you know, reframed it and said, today will be great. And I had to believe that wholeheartedly. Today will be great. And I would repeat that. So that was kind of like day two. You're probably going to get a bit of a different response next. So here we go. Uh, January 3rd, Sunday. Today, I felt frustrated. Belle is in the four months sleep regression and it's really difficult. I'm trying to stay positive, but it's so hard adapting again. 
I'm also stressed out regarding COVID. It's taken its toll now. So my goals for this week are to be more positive, uh, be smarter with work and work more efficiently. Show up for Chris because he needs support too. Gratitude always, morning routine. So you can see how that's a very different entry than the last one. I was frustrated. I was, you know, struggling. I was overwhelmed about even the COVID situation. But then I brought it back and go, okay, well, what can I focus on my goals for this week are? I'm going to try and be a bit more positive around things. I'm going to, you know, be supportive because, you know, it was hard for us both. Um, And I would, I think when I first started, I would document a lot about the day before. You know, it's 5.45. This is the next day. Bell slept better. I'm hopeful better days are coming. This has to be the hardest part of motherhood. That, But I'm doing it. And I underline doing. I'm strong and I'm resilient. I'm starting as I mean to go on with my morning routine and my meditation. Today will be a great day. I kept reaffirming that. Bad habits I need to stop. Going back to sleep on work days. Too much social media. Wasting money. And then I wrote some little notes that I'd uh, I'd read a book or something. So I was writing some notes from the from the book. Um, <clears throat> another day, next day, another day, early rise. It feels great. <laughs> God, that was cheesy, wasn't it? It feels great. Um, I'd love to get away from the UK and relax with my family as the country's going back into lockdown. That was a really hard time, actually. But we've got to keep the good energy moving. I'm healthy. I get to exercise. I am loved. I am blessed with my family and my life. Today will be great. I wrote it again. Can you see how I just reaffirmed in those hard days that I was facing? Today will be great. Today will be great. But that's not to invalidate what I was feeling because I was writing how I was feeling. You know, I was just writing down whatever was coming to my mind in those moments. And then I would try and bring it back to, as you could see, you know, as as the page went down, I started how I felt. And then I was, you know, what I was grateful for. So it's really just a multitude of things. I'm not going to read you too many more. So don't switch the episode off because you've heard the same thing the last five pages. Um, it's 6.57 a.m. I would write the time sometimes as well. Um, Bella had a really bad night. I'm addicted to my miracle morning routine. It's my time. It's so important for my mental health. I want to remain positive today because life is amazing. I'm grateful for my dedication and my work ethic and my understanding of myself and my needs. I'm slightly anxious about Chris going back to work if Belle continues seething slash sleep regression. Today's word is momentum. I do that a lot, actually. It's word of the day or word, word of the year. I do a lot. My current word of the year is challenge. Last year it was elevate. Hence, we launched a business called Elevate. Um... I'm going to do maybe 10 days. So I want to kind of walk you through those first 10 days so you can see, and I'm going to kind of skip if I keep repeating myself. Um, but I want you to know that that repetition's okay. Um, 6, 12 a.m. Because it's like the Big Brother house, isn't it? Bell woke me up 10 times, but I still managed to do my power. I used to call it power hour. Um, my power hour, regardless, remember how good it feels right now. I'm really happy. I've not read these, so I don't know what I'm about to say. <laughs> I'm really happy in my personal life. I'm excited to launch Elevate. I need to remain focused and think big. I'm helping meet people more than I realize. Last night, somebody told me that my guide helped them through grief. I remember that. Um, overall feeling, 7 out of 10. Word of the day is synergy. Next day, 5.42. Um, yesterday, I realized uh, I won a corporate client, a uh, corporate wellness client. Um, 
this was kind of a summary, you know, I remember thinking about this, I didn't think it was possible. Um, I'm powerful beyond measure, that's what I wrote. Um, I wrote my new morning rituals to use an eye mask to stretch because I started to then add a couple of little things in. Now I knew that it was established, you know, in the past week or so I'd established this morning routine. Um, grateful for the opportunities, you know, um, and my word of the day that day was powerful. Sorry if you can hear that really loud buzzing noise. My gardener's here and of course, you know, I, I plan certain days of the week when I record a podcast and of course it's when the, the gardener's here with his leaf blower. So I'm going to start to wrap this um, this journal review off uh, with one final page and then we'll do a summary and then we'll end the podcast there. So um, I can't believe the difference sleep has made to my mood. It's 7.38 a.m. Belle had a great night. I must have woke up later that day with it being the weekend. Yesterday was high stress. I didn't write actually why it was high stress, so to be able to write that down. Um, today I'll be super present with my family. We're going to do long walks, cozy nights. I love my home life so much. No miracle mornings today, but still journaling and reading. Word of the day, recovery and rest. Enjoy rest. So I'm going to kind of end it there. I wonder if I can find maybe one final page later in the journal so you can maybe see the difference. Um... Let's try and try and find one. Um, God, this, trust me now, I can't find the, the, the great pages. Um, so there's so many different ones here, you know. There's ones where I've, you know, I've journaled about my relationship, had the best time with Chris, felt like we connected on a whole new level. I think I was on holiday that trip. So grateful to have a partner that supports me in everything that I do. Uh, and never has judged me for these, th you know, the things that I want to do or the like or the person I want to become because I always want to be the best version of myself for him, for us, for our family. Um, and then I put, I was worried about something within my family, something to do with my dad. So um, it's just, you know, honestly, journaling for me, as you can see, the first nine days that I just read you, there were, were obviously a lot about how I was feeling on a daily basis. So if I picked up my 2022 journal and read to you more now, kind of like, what I write now, it would be, it would, I wouldn't say completely chalk and cheese difference. I think each page would be different. Um, but I still journal about my day. I still journal about random things like that. Um, I don't have to be as, you know, kind of today's going to be great because I believe that it will be great. It's just a secondary now because I've reprogrammed my mind to think that way. Um, you know, I've done a lot of work around neuroplasticity, which is essentially in a nutshell, uh, where basically, our brains are like a, you know, a factory setting uh, from, from birth and for, from our life experiences. So all our thoughts, you know, these neural pathways are like little neurons that connect together and wire our thoughts. And then to, so the way you think right now is the way you think because of the neurons that are connected together, the neural pathways. So in order to kind of change them and kind of like, you know, uh, reframe your way of thinking, you need to adopt different practices and you need to spend time in like journaling and in gratitude and in positive thinking and in just spending time with your emotions to to think a different way. Meditation helps massively. So the way I think now is very, very different to when I started journaling and what I needed from my journal. But I'm telling you this because maybe you're back where I was in, you know, 18 months ago when I started that journal and it was out of a place of, wow, these days are hard. And I would just write, this is really hard. But then as you saw, and as I walked you through, towards the end of that page, I would try and pull positive things or I would write a word that would like kind of empower me a little bit for that day. And I imagine as you go more and more through the journal, there's maybe less of that and where I'm just, you know, really frustrated about something. And there's 
there's no solution. There's no conclusion. I just write. So I hope by shedding that light on those early nine days of my journal practice that you can realize that it's not that like hard or overwhelming. It's just writing how you're feeling. There's no right and wrong way how to do it. I'm trying to think what I wrote about this morning in my journal. Honestly, I, I forgot. Um, I write about all sorts. I can't remember exactly what I wrote about, but what I will do then at the end of the week on like a Sunday, I will kind of read through the past week and see what my uh, my journal log looks like. Um, and just to kind of finish this um, episode off, what I kind of do with my meditation, and that's going to be the next Bridge in the Gap episode about meditation. So I'm not going to talk too much about it now and what it means and how to do it. But uh, what I like to do with my with my meditation is I do this five minute meditation and it's called an intention setting meditation for the day. So you imagine how your day is going to go. You really like embody the feeling of you moving throughout your day. What kind of feelings do you want to think and feel like for me today? I wanted to be creative. I wanted to be inspired. I wanted to be uh, a great coach for my life coaching clients that I had this morning. Um, I wanted to be really present when I see my friend later and already my sessions were amazing this morning. I felt super engaged. I felt like I was given so much value and my clients really benefited from that. So I do this visualization thing and it honestly, it works every time except was it yesterday when I definitely didn't man manifest my daughter covering herself in pseudocrem in bed and she looks like if you Google kid, toddlers covered in paint in the shower, that's exactly what she looks like. So I didn't manifest that one, but most of the time, 99% out of 99 times out of 100, not percent, 99 times out of 100, it works. So I like to do that intention setting. Then on a Saturday, I do this manifestation uh, exercise. It's a 10 minute long meditation and I manifest the same thing over and over again. And it's kind of my life at a certain point in, I don't know when it is, whether it's five, 10 years, I don't really have a number associated with it. And there's just this vision that I have in my mind's eye that is about where I live, um, what my home looks like, who I am as a person, what my relationships look like, what my um, relationship with myself is like, my health, all of these different things. And I sit with that every Saturday morning. Then on a Sunday, I spend that time, I do my normal kind of intention setting. Or sometimes I do a little bit of a different meditation, maybe some breath work, or, you know, just the same one that I do Monday to Friday. I just kind of whatever on a Sunday in terms of meditation. I always do it, but it just varies in what I do. But um, I don't maybe do like a really long one, you know, it might be just a quick four or five minute one. And I spend the bulk of my time on my Sunday morning routine. Um, I still get up at five every single day, even on the weekend, because my morning routine is really, I love it. It's addictive. Uh, and I will just kind of, you know, go through uh, my journal from the from the last seven days. I also have, I'll put them on the website for you within the blog, like a weekly review that you can um, look at weekly intentions so you can review your week. And maybe that's something that you start, you know, your, your week with on a Sunday. I know people think the end of a week is, um, is Sunday, but for me, it's a start. So you can have these journal prompts that allows you to reflect on the last seven days and prepare for the next seven days. So that also helps when you have all these amazing goals that you're setting, journaling and bringing it into a weekly kind of basis allows you to understand the habits that are associated with those goals. It allows you to really tap into that future self that maybe you outlined on the first day of your journaling ritual. Uh, and it allows you to just make sure that you are, you know, on the right track or you're working towards something or you're just regularly checking in with yourself and reviewing and reflecting. There's no sense in you doing all this journaling without any reflection because then otherwise it's just writing it down. It's still obviously helps, but it's you're not going to get half as much out of it if you just kind of take that time out to really 
revisit things and reflect and spend some time there and maybe just read it and not even do anything. You don't have to write anything. You just have to spend some time, you know, digesting it all. So I'm going to conclude this episode there. I hope you really enjoyed this Bridging the Gap episode and I hope that that um, noise outside isn't too (laughs) distracting. So if you did enjoy this episode, as I always say, please do leave a review. It helps more than you know. I believe you can do that on um, Apple Podcasts. So if you just scroll down to the bottom of the page, you'll be able to leave a review there. And like I said, if you are new here, I really appreciate you stopping by and listening and I hope you go back and listen to a lot of the episodes. And if you are a regular listener, you know I love you. You know I appreciate you. So until next time, have an amazing day, week, or month.